This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are sharing some tips about what you need to do before you go to Walt Disney World. There are only seven things that we really think you need to focus on before you go. Stay tuned to hear what they are. You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests and sometimes it's just us, but it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening and let's get started. Hello, Carrie. Hello, Francine. (laughs) How are you doing today? Just peachy. Peachy. Yes. (laughs) I know my mic is very, very sensitive. It is. So... I don't know if you heard that, but I said just peachy and Figaro, who's laying in the bed beside my desk, went, hmm. <laughs> He's having a great day. A very lazy yeah. day. He's having a lazy day. Aww. So it's peachy and Figaro, if anybody's wondering, is having the best snooze of his life. Aw. Well, that's good. Which is pretty much every snooze. Yeah. Can you imagine being a cat? Every I- snooze is the best snooze. Like you wake up and you're like, that's a great sleep. And then guess what? I had a great the next nap. time you wake up, you're like, that was a great nap. <laughs> and then you wake up again. Dang it. I'm good at this. Let me stretch. Well, when you get to scratch do it something. so often, you would yeah, obviously per- perfect. Yeah, they perfect the art of napping. Mm-hmm. They do. What a life. What a life. <laughs> yep. Napping, eating, drinking, napping. Don't forget the pooping in the litter box. <laughs> That's all cats really do. Here we go. Everybody's going to start getting those ads for pretty litter again. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Although who I was going to say it if you didn't say it. Oh my gosh. Pretty litter. Yes. Yes. Anyways. Sorry, I didn't mean to put, you know, Figaro in the in the spotlight. <laughs> well, I haven't seen him lately. He has not. Quite frankly, he has not interrupted any podcasts lately. No, he's, he's been a good. He's, he's been, been very good, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's preoccupied with other things, I guess. <laughs> he's got a lot on his mind. <laughs> got a lot. He's got a lot to do in between those naps. Oh my gosh, Carrie! <laughs> well, it's springtime, so if you have, if anybody has cats, they generally wanna like they hear all the birds chirping, so they're oh, interested yes. in other things. There's like there's a lot more window sitting in, and uh, you know, being preoccupied with what's happening outside. If you have cats that. Even though if they go outside and the wind blows, it they poop their pants, their kitty pants. Uh, they uh, they still are preoccupied with what's going on outside. Most cats are like that. They don't even oh. if they don't go outside, they want to go outside till they get outside, and then right. they realize that a leaf falls and they look all of a sudden like a porcupine and they run in the house. So, anyways. Oh, Carrie. This is a Pixie Dust Fan podcast where we talk about Carrie's cats. <laughs> Hear Carrie's cat stories. Yeah, but usually they're at the end. They usually have something to do with your Pixie Dust at the end. True. This time true, true. they were like a, a prelude to the episode. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oy. Okay. Okay. Enough cat talk. Enough cat talk. What are we talking about this week? Uh, we are going to talk about what you need to do when planning 
a Walt Disney World vacation. Is that correct? Yeah. Do I have that right? <laughs> yes. What so, we need to do. So this. So full disclosure, we actually prepared for this one. We did. We did. Um, which is funny because we said we were we were like gonna run through this. We were gonna. We really thought this through. Um, <laughs> we did. And we'll do a vote. Which would you prefer? <laughs> when we prepare or not? But talk about nothing. So you and I. Um, we've had multiple conversations about different variations of, of topics in terms of planning for Walt Disney World. And we started off, should we share some good advice? But one of the things that always comes up for us is what do people really need to do before they go to Walt Disney World? Like before you get to the parks, before you get to Orlando, what do you really need to do? Not what everybody says you should do, but what's really important to do before you plan or while you're planning. Right. So we made a list. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and we did. And we may or may not have talked about some pieces of this in different fashions, but this is the list of, it was seven things. Seven things that you and I believe people need to do before they go. So if you do nothing else, these seven things are what you should do before you go. Correct. Based on the knowledge of Carrie and Francine. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag we're sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Number one. <laughs> and in full disclosure, it is do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> we do all of these things almost. Mm, okay. We'll and see. really, and they're, we'll and they're kind of, they're kind of. They're they're obvious. Like generally, they might be obvious things for for the Disney like, like people the that already go to Walt Disney. The pros, yeah. but but I'm sure we'll embellish. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure, and you know what? They're good reminders, and they're good for people that maybe don't go as often. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Number one, Carrie. What's number one on our list? So number one on our list is. To the best of your ability, that's the understand. Caveat, the, uh, that's the caveat because this is not an easy one. Before you go, to the best of your ability, um, try to understand the My Disney Experience app and Genie Plus. Yes. So that's the best of your ability. Sometimes people can kind of understand it before they go. Sometimes the aha moment doesn't happen until you're there. And you've used it for the first time. You've picked your first lightning lane in the morning. Yep. And you, you know, you've been at the park for a few hours and you're like, this is a piece of cake. I got it. But um, just don't show up on your trip and not have opened up the app yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so important to open the app, look around. Where are the buttons? How do I find, you know, where is the resort versus the park stuff? how just really how to navigate it and mm -hmm. just getting familiar with it so that it's not quite so overwhelming when you're there and i think a, a thing too is that you can't really understand it a hundred percent until you're there as exactly. well because there's some things that that um like your resort information yes isn't there until you've checked in and you're arrived right like to see the bus wait times or or to see just more information. Like there is stuff that really works better when you're actually there. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
And uh, can we talk? Like I've I've told people about the bus times and stuff like that. And then I'm trying to show them before they go. And of course, it's not there. So, So, yeah, but they do know how to find their resort in the app. Right. And there's lots of buttons. Yeah, there's There's lots of buttons, too. Right. So I think that if at least you're a little bit familiarized and you know what what some of the features are and you know the different screens and what things are, then at least you know where to go when you're there that first day too, right? Like, you know, exactly. you know what buttons are, what features are. Like, sometimes people will say, where's this? And I'm like, well, on the on the um, welcome screen, but you got to scroll down. It's one of those buttons that's farther down, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just just understanding it the best you can. And we there is a YouTuber that does amazing videos. We can we can we can mention them. Tell people about him. Yeah. He's not linked to any other agencies or anything like that and he's yeah. not selling. He's not like he's not a He just seems like a legit fan. He's not that a Disney pusher. He created videos. <laughs> yeah, he's and it doesn't seem like he has any drama. So the YouTube Good. channel his name is Ear Scout. Ear Scout uh, on YouTube. Ear Scout on YouTube and he does really fun videos and shows you screenshots, uh, shows you like how to do things. He just makes fun of it. Like he just has a fun time with teaching people the basics about some of this stuff. Like if you go down the ear scale rabbit hole, he probably has like lots of videos now about every little minute thing, but he has like <laughs> basics on how to use Genie Plus, yes. how to use how to use light how to pick lightning lanes, how to do virtual cues. Like if you just stick to his couple of videos like if you really want to see the app in action exactly as it should i think that is like finding someone like that um will help versus reading the instructions because we've all read the my disney experience genie plus instructions I think disney's they i don't know why they can't just be clearer <laughs> yeah uh, the the instructions they kind of make sense but again like until you see it um yeah. and i think that's where it gets confused like you read the instructions you watch the little videos where it's just like they have like 45 second videos that show you how to do stuff but it just maybe isn't enough so um yeah so that's can a find, good tip find uh someone like like the ear scout that does that does a really good job mm-hmm. Absolutely. but don't go too crazy about it you don't got to watch all his videos you just yeah. gotta just and we're just our advice is just to watch the basic ones so that you can be like oh okay now i think yeah people, you can be like now it makes sense because i think that's one of the biggest anxieties now about going is the app right yes like the app like like that's huge like Right. The app is it. Like what, they don't understand how it works. They're afraid they're not going to know how it works. They're afraid it might not work. They're afraid of whatever. Um, huge anxiety. Well, so I think a video like his will help you be like, oh, okay, it's not like, okay, yeah. it makes sense. And really, well, we all use right. apps, so it's really just wrapping your head around how to use that app. Yes. Yeah. And when you arrive there, Walt Disney World itself is so overwhelming. You've traveled. You're like you're getting there. The last thing you want to do is be looking at this app that is, quite frankly, your lifeline while you're there um, Mm -hmm. for the first time when you arrive. And it has so many great features in it. So you just kind of want to be able to see and and navigate through them. The maps of the park, wait times, things like that. Like, they're all very valuable things to know when you get there. Um, But Carrie's caveat is so true to the best of your ability. If you are like an app ninja, you can navigate any new app on your phone in five minutes or less, then great. You're going to know this app inside and out before you get there. If you're not as familiar with using apps like this, then get a general feel, a general understanding for it, 
and take some time to just go through it so that when you arrive, it does make more sense. Mm-hmm. You don't got to be a pro. Amen. <laughs> because the cast members will help you when you're there as well. Yep. So just, you know, chill. <laughs> okay. Chill. Chill. Number two on our list, Carrie. What, do I got to read them all? Well, I you wrote them now. <laughs> Jeez. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, before you go, you have to make your park pass reservations. Yeah, that's a good reminder. That, that's why I said do as I do as I say, not as I do. Oh, gotcha. Because well, I and don't you know do what I, very You know, well. like, I think people know they have to make them or they know that maybe people know that they exist, that there's a reservation system, but sometimes it's confusing. Like, what does it really mean? Yes. Right. Like, does it mean that I have to just do like the first day and then I'm going to pick the next days? Does it mean that I have to pick them if I'm going to hop to other parks? Yeah. Um, Like, does it mean like if I pick them now, like, does that mean that I can never change my plans? Right. (laughs) Exactly. So... There's a little bit of confusion before about what they really mean, but you absolutely have to have them picked. <laughs> yeah, you can't get into the park without a reservation. Mm-hmm. But there are some caveats as well. So go in, pick your park pass reservations, plan which days you're going to go to which park. It also helps if you've got any other plans that you want to do around that, at least you know what park you're intending to go to on that day. But mm-hmm. if the park you're going, unless you're there like Christmas week, uh, March break. Generally, any, any holidays, any holidays, <laughs> you can generally mix them up if you want to, right? Like if you if you book Magic Kingdom for your Monday morning um, when you arrive, and then you decide mm, I want to go to Epcot instead, chances are you're going to be able to switch it. If you yeah. can't switch it because the park doesn't have any reservations, quite frankly. Do you want to go to that park that day? <laughs> Good point. Right? <laughs> like if I go online and there's no reservations for the Magic Kingdom that day, mm, I don't know that I want to go to that park because it means it's extra busy. That's extra good advice. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I yeah. think that's a good good point. I think too, like the pressure of um like deciding what like you know, having to make these, these, uh, selections too, right? Exactly. Like you said, like there's usually lots of availability, but you can, if you book your trip way in advance, you can make your park pass reservations based on your original plan. And then in like a month you can change them. And a month later you could change them if you want to, like, it really is only maybe the few weeks prior to your going that you might, might might see that some of the parks have, have no reservations available. Right. So, um, so you need to make them, but you have lots of time to figure them out and you can fiddle around with them and you can kind of have fun with figuring out what days you're going to do, which and switch them around. Like that's allowed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But it's a good idea to have them because, um, as you know, as not a pro, meaning not a, a frequent, frequent traveler to Walt Disney World, it is, um, it is a little anxiety inducing to end up at the park and realize you don't have a reservation, mm-hmm. right? Because then you get in line, you get up to the thing, then they got to figure it all out. You got to stand to the side. So it's just, it's, it's a much, trust me, because this is generally what happens to me because I always forget. Um, is It's just better to have them in advance, especially if you right. have a whole family. Like usually it's just me 
And I show up at the park and I'm like, oh, I forgot. So then I got to go make my reservations. But if you've got like a family of six or something with you and nobody has reservations. Yeah. Could be a bit trickier. It could be trickier. And you're all standing there in line. And, you know, when you're trying to herd everybody together and organize everyone, it can just, it's just easier if you have those made. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. Cool. Okay. Uh, you can do number three. Do you uh, want to read number three? Sure, I can. I, I did message you. You do have the list. I do, I do. She... <laughs> okay, number three. Decide and prioritize your must-dos. Right. Because <laughs> you can't do everything. No, you cannot do everything. Don't even try. Don't even think it. Despite what everyone tells you, you can't do everything. What are your, I'll be happy if I get to do these things. Mm-hmm. Right. What are the and if you, absolute must do's? And I think like with, I know some people like keep this, like keep the trip from their children for a long time. Maybe don't tell them till closer to their, to their travels. But I think like if your whole family's in the loop on this trip, it's good to like have your family prioritize what like all the kids prioritize what they want to do. Like what's if there's a family of four, everybody kind of says, what are their top three things? And you can kind of plan and have a little bit of fun figuring out a master plan for each park. Like, you know, you've got there's stuff to do at all the parks. You can't do it all. So between the group, um, what does everybody want to do the most? What are things that you don't want to do at all? Yeah, that's a good Cross one them too. off the list. Cross them off the list. If you don't want to go sit through, I can't imagine why you wouldn't. But if you don't want to go sit through the Tiki Room or It's a Small World, cross it off the list. That's the, you. Okay, first, if you should not cross those two things off your list because they're Walt Disney World classics. Exactly. But yes, like but if something is, is not if, your cup of tea. If people are afraid of birds, maybe they don't like the Tiki Room. Um, yes, for sure. You never but mar- know. mark them off your list. Like have a little game. Like have a you know a printout of all of the the Lightning Lane attractions and just make notes. Like you know who's who wants to see what the most? Does everybody want to see everything? Like make a make a, a schematic master plan if you want, and then <laughs> and then that's kind of your when you're there. You're just you bring a highlighter and you highlight all the stuff that you wanted to do, and just make sure you're getting you're getting that stuff done. Yes, because you don't want to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And then leave and be like, oh, you know, the only thing I said I really wanted to do was Space Mountain and I didn't do it. Right. Like that's that's what you don't want to have happen. So what are the things that you really want to make sure you get done? And then the rest of the stuff is gravy. And I think, too, like if you are if you are paying attention to like the Disney parks blog and seeing like the new foods or the new pop-up thingies that they're doing just because of a holiday valentine's easter whatever you know something you want to go to a resort to see something like for example easter the easter displays or whatever that you need like that stuff should go on your to-do list too because once you get there Mm -hmm. you forget about all the little things that you thought you were gonna do something you had your heart set on like happens to me all the time again you know what do as i say (laughs) You know what it was for me? Because in January, I didn't make that to-do. I Well, I didn't make that to-do list. And I went in January and I left. You're, you're not going to believe this. Uh-oh. What'd you do? What, what'd you miss? I, I left without picking up the Sam the Eagle sipper cup. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the horror I felt when Seriously? I got home and I realized it wasn't even on my, it wasn't even on my radar because oh my I didn't gosh, make it. Girl. I didn't make that list. 
I was too concerned about, you know, planning the trip for everybody else and doing everything that I wanted to make sure that they did. But you did get it, right? Like somebody picked it up for you. Well, yeah. Okay. That kind of spoils my story. But yes, I did did happen to have a friend that later on was like, did you get this? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh my gosh. No, because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, do I have to go like to the underground on eBay and find you a Sam the Eagle sipper? (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, my point is like even little things like that, like, is there anything like... Even with snacks, like if you've all, you know, a the, souvenir, yeah, a souvenir, the Mickey, pre- like you've always wanted to have a Mickey pretzel, you always wanted to have a Dole Whip, you would like if you've heard of something you've always wanted to have, like in addition to putting all of the highlighting, you know, the must do rides and crossing off them, yeah, I don't want to do rides, like you should put a list of the things that are kind of on your on your Disney trip bucket list so that you because when you're at the parks you'll that stuff will be gone like it, you, there's so much stuff there's so much excitement you're having so much fun yes that it's very easy to forget happens some of the little all... things that you were looking forward to and whatever and if you don't do them then it's not the end of the world like I, you know but if there was something that you had your heart set on it just goes with this point like yeah. prioritize and decide what what some of those things are and have a written or in your phone, a plan. <laughs> so you can, you can, tr- you can check them off. Check them off. Scratch them off or highlight them off. Seriously. But it's such a good, it, Carrie, I'm the same that I am never prepared with the list of, I see all these things online. And I'm like, oh, I have to try that when I get there. Oh, or I got to go buy that. And then I get there and I completely forget about it all. Yep. And then I get home and I'm like, I don't even think I saw that because I wasn't looking for it. Right. Yeah. Sam the Eagle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Super cup. Yep. Okay. Especially with the festivals. Like they put out 700 pictures of new snacks at the festivals. I don't even know what to try. So then I wander around looking at them and then I, and then I try nothing. That's what <laughs> happens to me. <laughs> Except on the last day, I'm like, I got to go at least try one of them. So yeah. Okay. So that was, <laughs> that was decide and prioritize your must do's. Yep. Number four. Number four is decide if you want to have any dining reservations. Ooh, that's a good one. They are not mandatory, people. (laughs) You can go to Walt Disney World without dining reservations. You can go with one. You can go with seven. You can go with none. Exactly. It is not mandatory that you have dining reservations coming out your ears when you go to Walt Disney World. Right. The pressure to provide your family with a character dining experience (laughs) isn't mandatory. It's not for everybody. No, it is not. And it is expensive. Some of these character dining meals are very expensive. And not everyone can can do them. Mm -hmm. Let alone should do them. Right. So if you want dining reservations, you need to make them in advance. Yes. If you don't get your dining reservations... Don't worry about it too much because there's lots of opportunities before you go to get dining reservations the week of, the days you're there, the morning of, Mm -hmm. you know, you decide that you want to do something, check the app and you might be able to get something. But before you go, if you can make them, you should pre-plan them and then at least one less worry while you're there that you've got your... your dining reservations in place. But I think now too, like what you said, they're not mandatory is that now maybe like the like the Disney parks of 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 yesterday where it was like burgers and fries and popcorn and yeah. churros or whatever. Now there's so much stuff. Like 
even if if you had a table service restaurant every day like and you don't have room for you start your day with a big mickey bounty breakfast and you're full up and then you've got like a big dinner planned yeah you're missing all of the there's fantastic quick service there's fantastic snacks and treats and everything that you don't want to miss some of them too right like exactly you don't, you know, it's funny you say that because years ago, that was it. Unless if you wanted a burger and fries, you ate quick service. If you wanted any other kind of food and people used to be like, I can't live on burgers and fries for the week. Then you had to make dining reservations at restaurants to do that. Mm-hmm. But the quick service meals now, there's so much variety. There's so much available that you don't need to have a sit down dining reservation in order to not have a burger, fries or hot dog. Now, all of those are mm-hmm. still good foods, um, yeah. but there's, but there is availability to do other things as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I think when you're sitting at home and you're reading online and you're thinking about these things, you're like, of course, well, I gotta, I gotta eat every day. So I, I want to have like character dining seven days, but I don't think people, it sounds like a good idea when you're sitting at home, when you're in the park and you've been going all day and it's hot and it's sticky and you have 700 other things you want to get done and you now have to take two, two and a half hours out of your day to either go to the restaurant, get to the restaurant, get seated, sit, eat. Like it's a chunk of time out of your day for a sit down meal. And I don't know that people really think that part through. Right. And I think too, like thinking like the seeing online everybody talking about all the dining reservations that they make like what's right for your family like don't fall to the pressure of like you have to do this because this is what makes a a vacation the best exactly what exactly is the best for your family if the kids don't want to ever sit still for dining then you're going to be sitting down for an hour and a half probably (laughs) minimum to eat or if the kids are picky 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 eaters like why spend, spend thirty five dollars on a chicken finger? And don't spend all that money on chicken fingers and fries. <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. And if you and if in some family, like if you want to have a proper sit down meal every day, then that's available for you to do too. And you can do them whenever you want to do them. What makes sense for your family? Maybe lunch is better than yeah, dinner true. or whatever. Right? Like you just you just always don't the pressures of of what other people do. Um, you just have to think about what's right. For your family. Yep. Okay, so that was number four. Number five, Mm -hmm. I guess we're back to me. Yeah. Number five is make any other pre-plans. So pre-plans and reservations like if you need transfers, so you need to get from the airport to your hotel. Um, Groceries, like if you need to order bottled water or snacks before. Scooters, those kind of things. All of those things it makes sense if you order them in advance and make those arrangements. You don't want to show up at the airport and have no idea how you're getting to your hotel. Right. And, or yeah, or even think about some of those things. Like if you, with um, like a, what do you call Not a scooter, but a stroller, right? Like a stroller. Yes. Like, you know, take the time before to figure out, is that what you like? Do you really want to, should you have a stroller rental? Whatever. Like, you know, figure out, is that right for you, for you and that you need and book it in advance instead of getting there and being like, yeah, I really do need a stroller. Yeah. Sure. That happens sometimes, <laughs> but, but when you're there, you want to just enjoy your trip and have everything kind of lined up and ready to go so that you're just ready to enjoy the magic, right? You don't want to be 
you know, get there right. and, and wish you ordered your groceries or wish you bought a scooter or wish you did this or did that or or you're going to Universal for the day, but you don't know how the heck you're getting there. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? You know, it's like, funny. Don't you have a, like a bunch of people? They don't like at home. Maybe you never take an Uber. Like mm -hmm. lots of people have never used the, the app, never taken an Uber. And then they get there with the intent of getting to Universal or getting somewhere else by this thing that people have told them to uber it <laughs> but they don't know you need an app you need to have a credit card loaded all of that kind of stuff in order to use it yeah so like wrapping your head around all that stuff is yes. important right like because you can focus on all kinds of stuff when you're planning a walt disney <laughs> world vacation yes and the you know it's funny too if you're 80 percent, 90 percent sure you're going to need a scooter or a stroller or whatever it's cheaper to rent it for the week mm -hmm. from an outside company versus going to the park every day and renting them. Exactly. So yeah. it is it is a money saving tip as well, as well as convenience and less stress. Um, it can save you some money, too, if you plan those things in advance. Mm -hmm. OK. Are you OK? Um, what, what's the next one? OK, the next I'll do the next. You'll one. do the next one. OK, number six. Yeah. Number six is make, uh, or no, not make, that was yours, five. <laughs> Familiarize yourself. Whose list is this? <laughs> yeah, well, we can count sometimes. Familiarize yourself with the parks a little bit. Yes. Uh, you know, study some maps. Mm -hmm. You know, some people will, some people will know every square inch of the parks and know everything about every single ride and have watched pre videos and have every minute of their day planned and if you're not that type of person you don't have to be that type of person like if you followed along and you've done your homework on the app and the genie plus and before you go um you know you familiarize yourself with the maps a little bit you know which ways which you just don't want to walk into the park and not know which park you're in or not know <laughs> you know you 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 You've made your you've made your priority and your must do list. You have a little bit of the lay of the land so that you you just have enough knowledge to to get yourself moving and, and going. So, and I think that's more the point, like because it's the pressure of like knowing everything, and you yeah. really don't need to know everything. You don't want to walk in a park and and really not know which way's up, but you don't yeah. need to know. You don't need to be a ma you don't have to take a master class in in you know theme mm -hmm. park attractions and and you know. <laughs> direction to be able to to be able to survive uh survive when you're there because the fun part is you know a little bit but then you know you grab that paper map you've got your to-do list and your family you got your family in tow and you're ready to set on your adventure right like and you get to you know, explore and you explore and you see you have your list you know which way you're gonna go you start tackling things and then you see where the day the day takes you because this is that's what the magic of disney is about too right it is seeing what happens and seeing how the day on how the day unfolds you can have a plan where you have everything figured out and have the best day ever and if that's the way you like to do things then that's that's fantastic and awesome but if you're not that then you know the author option is <laughs> no pressure it is just do this it is and and just having like i really when we talk about an over like you don't want to walk into epcot and be looking for cinderella castle <laughs> right it's that kind of understanding what is entailed in each park yes exactly having a, an idea that you're going to find toy story and star wars in hollywood studios so that you don't go to magic kingdom looking for the falcon like yeah having that 
in your brain of what is where just helps ground you when you're when you're trying to make that that day and you're looking at your to-do list you've got you've got a good um way to to kind of map it out in your brain Mm -hmm. and it just makes you a little more comfortable in the park when you for sure when you walk in you kind of have the lay of the land but you don't need to know everything they have a map with like google it's like disney's version of google find yourself yep when you're there yeah that's tip that's how i always found my room at saratoga springs when i was there by myself i got lost the one day and then i found that thing on the on the app and it walked me right back to my room it's pretty cool pretty cool once you're there again once you're there everything's kind of taken care of like you can't get lost there's people to answer your questions yeah like you know the app has so many options on it and you don't really know what you're going to use or how you what until you're there too right so like you you can you can take you can study till you know every single little thing and and maybe that's what you love but you don't want to you know drive yourself a little loony worried (laughs) that you don't know everything because you don't even know what's going to happen when you're there right like you don't know exactly what you'll need or whatever but but yeah i don't know maybe that's a silly tip but i think it's just i think it's a good it's just to kind of bring down the like the pressure of of feeling like you need to know everything everything before you go because back in the day there was no apps like you walked into the park you grabbed a park map and you looked at it quickly because you wouldn't have even maybe even known what was going on before you got to the parks right exactly so yes you remember those good old days i do i do carrie who are we kidding i still get lost in animal kingdom (laughs) like i don't care how many times i'm in that park i get turned around in animal kingdom i need the map i need the app that's that's how I roll um yeah I I always get lost in there I don't know why but my brain just doesn't comprehend the layout um okay number seven this is the last one it's the last one on our on our tips for today the last one it's an important one (laughs) (laughs) so it is absolutely no secret that Carrie and I are both travel agents on uh, in our other uh magical jobs in our magical jobs um but we don't we don't pressure sell here we don't do any of that but we do want to tell you the importance of using an experienced travel agent that is number seven um using an experienced travel agent just like to me it's a no-brainer um you're gonna spend all this money on a trip it why wouldn't you want someone to bounce ideas off why wouldn't you want someone who's been there and can give you tips for your family? Like, why wouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And sometimes you need like a lot of support. You know, you'll find someone that'll help you through with doing some of the steps that you need to do and helping you really understand how Genie Plus works, how you set things up, what are all of your steps, answering all of your questions. But maybe you've been quite a few times. And you just want someone to like, you're mm-hmm. deciding to change resorts. You want to know what, you know, are these restaurants? What do you think about these restaurants? I've never been to these few before. Like even just someone having someone that's not a Facebook group with 10,000 people in it. That's just going to give an honest opinion or help guide you yes. to decide if those are the right decisions for your family. Like, I think that's the thing that, a, that a, a travel agent will do. Like they get, take a bit of time to get to know you and what you need out of your trip and then can you can kind of focus on what's good for the person, not what's 
you know, the pressure. The general consensus. The general, I need to have, if you don't do these 10 things on a trip, your trip's going to be ruined type of thing. You know, really focusing on making your trip the best for your family, your hotel, the best choice for your family. Absolutely. everything else, what's the best choice for your family, for your budget and for, and for what you want out of the, out of the trip. So it's not, um, it's not always that the, you know, you need all of the, the, support of them helping you in the day-to-day parts of your trip like that sometimes is up but sometimes it's just the advice um and you pay no more for these travel agents right you get the same price at disney as when you book with them so i know that's a lot of things people think that you know travel agents cost money they do <laughs> put that little, but, they, but they generally don't so it's uh you're really just help having this person uh help like they provide their expertise really so think of it in that way an expert by your side having as you plan as you plan this adventure <laughs> having an expert is absolutely necessary um and there are people that have answered questions for people that are sometimes are kind of random and there's lots of questions that i get asked that i don't know the answer to for, for a trip to Walt Disney World because it's so obscure and it's for that individual client. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to find that answer out. But you know what that means? The next time one of my clients have this obscure question, I know the answer to it. But that's that's kind of what we do. Um, the thing that I will caution is that not all travel agents are the same. Um, so there are schemes online that you will see. Come be a travel agent, you know, travel for free those kind of things i think they call them like multi-level marketing schemes things like that not all travel agents are created equal (laughs) so um when we say an experienced travel agent that's what we mean is someone Mm -hmm. who this is a business for them um and they are professional they travel themselves they spend the time um to understand it all they are not in it to try and get free trips and they are not compensated by recruiting others um (laughs) because i don't know about you carrie but i'm seeing a ton of that stuff online a ton of that so if if you see people that are trying to recruit other agents um or recruit you to become an agent that is not an agent that you want to to book with that's my that's my public service announcement for, for today. my public service was we don't cost anymore in your public services. <laughs> just watch who you're well, talking to. The, the don't cost anymore, though, I just want to clarify for some people, there are agencies that charge fees depending on the package you book. Right. Yeah, I should have clarified that. Like often with with if you're looking at an agent that kind of Disney is their thing, they specialize in 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 that realm that usually if, you, if you're booking a Walt Disney World package, like you're staying on site and you're booking tickets and you're doing that type of package, then often the, um, their their services come with that right. uh, package. If you're looking at something You're staying off-site, off-site you're the only Motel going for a day. And you're, yeah. and you're buying two-day park tickets, um, then... They then might charge often, a fee for the They might planning. charge fees yeah. to help planning some of your stuff because it really, we do this... We love Disney, but we also do it as a job. So we need to be compensated. So, so that's why when there's situations where we don't get compensated, then we yes. need to have some sort of a planning fee. Um, Absolutely. Because our service, like, oh, you get all that knowledge from, from us. Too, well, it's so. your time too, right? It's kind of a, it's a job where um, we don't, we don't always get paid for everything. 
and you can spend a whole ton of time uh, to make $20. Um, so sometimes, depending on what it is, there are fees that, that um, agencies will charge for different things. So it does not necessarily mean that if your, your agent says to you, because of the trip you're planning, there's a fee. It does not mean that they're um, a bad agency. Yeah, and I've seen, to, yeah, I've seen to that online. I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and they're like, my, my agent asked to charge, you know, to book my flights. And people are like, oh my gosh, run or whatever. And it's like, hmm, that's not necessarily true. So, And we know from our clients that, that they also don't want us working for free either, exactly. right? That they want to know that we're being compensated. And, and, and as much some, you know, there might be some negative reaction to, to fees being out there in the travel yeah. industry. Uh, we also do hear clearly that our our clients, when you know they receive our services and they talk to us and they see how much we're how passionate we are about this and what we do, they they a lot of them ask how we're compensated. Are you compensated yes. enough? Yeah. You know, so we know that we know that generally we're not trying to be negative to no. say that you know people out there are like travel whatever. We know that that are that our clients and people out there want to make sure we're, we're compensated. And that's and a again, really good fees, point. That's a really good And these good fees point. are like we, and, and it's not just in Disney travel, it's across the entire um, industry. travel industry as years have years and years and years have passed, not just because of COVID. There's lots of situations where we might not be uh, compensated like adequately for all the work and, and expertise that we have. So, so service fees have popped up across yes. the board in the industry for for things um so it's it's not just a disney thing but that's kind of background about uh, if you if you do see that that's what it's all yeah. about we're going to give you awesome service we just need to we just need to bu- be able to buy uh, we just pretty pretty litter and kibble at the end of each month <laughs> sometimes free really is you get what you pay for <laughs> true and pretty litter don't come cheap it's not let me tell you we you know we did turn into like a sales pitch at the end so we apologize for that but it's good information because you know what not everybody knows how travel agents work or how they're compensated maybe that's a whole other episode um but yeah yeah, it's like it's important i think that you know the and our folks that have been listening for a long time, they kind of know you and I, and I don't think that they would ever think that even what we just said was a sales pitch. <laughs> it's amazing that we're both successful at this, given that we're not really good salespeople. <laughs> yeah, we're good salespeople, but sort of. But anyway. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that was our top seven tips for what you need Ta-da! to do before you travel to Walt Disney World. Hopefully our our embellishments uh, helped a little. I think so. I think so. I think that was a very good list, Carrie. I think so. Okay, Carrie, we're at that time of the podcast. Yipper. Pixie dust for you. My pixie dust. Well, my pixie dust is that I, um, last night I went out with some of my high school friends. So we, we, we do have a big group of high school friends. And unfortunately, we almost never ever 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 get together but my friend michael who i was on his podcast oh yeah 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 a while back yeah uh geek four geek four (laughs) geek four podcast he um he's the one that always seems to get us together he lived in a different province and whenever he came to our province we would get together he would organize us and so he's recently moved back home and since he's moved back home, he's become our social convener. So, <laughs> so we've been getting together 
a little bit more often than we did in the past. So, and it's kind of funny that he's our social convener, but he is our social convener and he's reaching out and it's not just our regular little group that we would regularly have together. Um, he, we're, we're branching out. So, uh, and I think the, the, the strategy is that if we do this more often and we use the, the, the powers of the Facebook <laughs> to reach out to our, you know, because we have our group, but then we all have our subgroups of other people that if we reach out there, then as we do these every couple months, that we'll get to see more different people, like different people, because, you know, we just we're, we're trying to reach out and grab more high school friends to bring the That's odd one awesome. in here and there so that we can reconnect. Um, like, I'm sure, you know, as we go on, I'll start like I'll see even more people that I probably haven't seen in a in a long and like since i don't know high school that's so but that's, fun but that's the beauty of of us doing it regularly and using facebook that you know maybe next time i'll find someone i'll be like hey you want to come to this like that's what we're sort of doing that's what mike is not we that's what mike is doing <laughs> let's be clear he's, carrie's got no part in the organization <laughs> I, maybe next time maybe next time i'll do the reach out for to find some different people but he's been really like going hey you hey you like you know and we have like a, a chat and he's bringing in all these people in the chat to see if they want to kind of join in and and um so yeah the, the next time they'll believe it i'm sure there'll be different people but as long as mike continues to be the social convener if he stops then we then um that's so fun we won't but that's been fun and, and it's and it's neat to see people uh like to see these guys because it really is like we just chit chat like all those years have like nothing's passed. happened like whenever yeah. we see each other we just laugh and giggle and have fun um and yeah to have some have some new faces pop in that we know but you know we don't and we know everybody from facebook right you know every you see yeah. everybody you know everything about everybody because you've been <laughs> watching their families grow up on facebook but maybe you haven't engaged with them in real life in a long long time so um so yeah that's that's my pixie dust how about yours that's awesome um yeah mine maybe isn't quite so exciting or it is i don't know um i bought new luggage <laughs> That's pretty exciting. <laughs> it is because, you know, it's such a hard decision, Carrie. Do you buy soft-sided, hard-sided? You know, what kind? What what make? Do I buy Disney luggage, non-Disney? I could, you know, anyway, uh, because my suitcase broke. And so, yeah, I finally, I've been driving this woman at the, at the mall that Andrew and I go to to go to the post office. I've been driving her crazy. There's a little luggage store there. And I finally just went in and said... Uh, I'm just I'm buying it like whatever if it falls apart it falls apart it's not gonna fall apart it's haze it's not um, haze but it's like it makes me nervous because it's this new durable thing I, I don't know what it's called but it's Milos luggage and their their ad is people jumping up and down on the suitcase when it's empty and so it like collapses under their weight and then it just pops back to normal so it's Oof. it's technically like it's a hard sided, but it's soft, and apparently it'll never crack, it'll never whatever, blah blah blah, it'll never rip. So I bought it. So and it's light. Awesome. So here's the thing: there was another one that was harder. I was gonna buy, um, but it was two pounds more. And like honestly, Carrie, the pound like you know me when we're leaving Florida and I've got my scale out and I'm weighing my suitcase, I get fifty pounds. And and usually I'm like forty nine. Yeah. <laughs> so every pound counts. Every pound counts. So this suitcase I bought is nine point eight pounds. 
Wow, that's light. It's very light. The other one was 11, I think it was 11.9 or something. So I was like, no. Garbage. Garbage. Can't can't do it. I love the case, Garbage. but I can't afford the pounds. Um, <laughs> so, so I got this that's one. Awesome. We'll see. Uh, it'll be first time. It's a big it. one too. You bought a big, big, big one? I bought the regular. You, you say it like that, the big, big, big one. It's the regular size. It's what people well, check. Well, there's a big it's people suitcase, check. and then there's the normal size suitcase. No, no, no. And then the, the, the normal is the, the, you call it normal, I call it small. This is just, okay. the normal one is the, it, it's called the checked bag. Jumbo, the jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> the jumbo jet. It's, it's, it's the normal size. It's normal. So... I don't own a piece of luggage that, that, that is that big. I have like seven have of the them. the normal size. I've gone through like seven of them. I love them. Like, why would you not? Well, anyway, that's the whole other issue. Um, if you're checking well, a bag, though, you may as well glad... buy the big one. Congratulations to the lady at the at the, at the little <laughs> mall by your house that she finally made a sale with you. I know. And you know what? Because I walk by the store all the time. There's never anybody in it. Like, I don't know how the woman survives on the rent or whatever. She's a lovely lady. Um... But yeah, so anyway, done. That's awesome. Yeah, and I even registered it for the warranty this time, which is always wow. the piece that I forget. So I did this time. Yay. But if someone's going to jump on it forever and, and, and jump on it and jump on it, it and better. Jump, it's not going to break. It better. It's not it gonna better break. not. So you don't need the warranty. Oh, yeah. But you know what happens when Fran doesn't register the warranty? She needs the warranty. <laughs> Good job. Yes. Okay, so that's it for our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, if you stop I, it! I, I <laughs> she forgot to tell Anna to put in the jingle somewhere, and to ask for the rating and review at the front. <laughs> we do this every episode. I give up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. <laughs>